0: You are listening to Ayahuasca Talks, and I am your host, Rebecca Hayden. If you enjoy this program, please support it by becoming a patron for only $1 per month. Becoming a patron will not only ensure that this podcast continues, it will grant you membership to an exclusive Facebook group that will allow you to connect with other listeners and continue the conversation. For more details, please visit ayahuascatalks.love and click on the green Become a Patron button in the upper right-hand corner of the home page. This will provide you with more information and an opportunity to contribute. For more ayahuasca integration content, please visit rebeccahayden.com, and to connect with me directly, please email rebecca.hayden at gmail.com.
1: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Today, um, my guest is Kat Courtney, and Kat Courtney is a shamanic coach for ayahuasca, psychedelics, and death wisdom. Hi, Kat. Thanks so much for joining me today.
2: Rebecca, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to have this conversation right now.
1: Oh, me too. And, and the conversations we've already had, and uh, they were so great that, you know, I had to, to start recording. (laughs) Um, And one of the conversations that uh, we agreed to have today, which is one that I've really struggled with is, um, is to talk about the, this unique elephant in the room. There are so many really, (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> There's one in particular that I think that you know everybody's focus is on right now, which is covid nineteen and coronavirus and and the lockdown and and all kinds of interesting things happening today um so uh yeah, I mean I don't know if you've have you connected with ayahuasca about this because as we know it's different for everybody right in terms of you know what role we're gonna play in this and, and how we're gonna to respond to it. Um, and I'm wondering if, you, if you've had any
2: insights around this. I have actually. I connected with her just a couple of nights ago just to do a solo set to do my own work. Um, and it's interesting when it first began the ceremony, I went really deep into the collective and felt the disconnection, the panic, the just, it's just so interesting. I mean, I've never had five weeks of my life before without a hug and without just feeling human connection. And so I felt that in my personal space and I felt it in the collective. And then of course, as as i as i navigated more to my heart i started feeling the deepening of the tribal connection the human connection that we're experiencing those of us that are blessed enough to be aware of that right of of even though we're separated in physical space feeling like this we're in it together I mean I've never been through something that's global before and the medicine was really celebrating that she was allowing me to feel as as usual the contrast first the the darkness of disconnection the loneliness and then the contrast of the deepening of we are in this together and the compassion and kindness that's coming out of that it was it was profound to feel it on that level with her
1: yeah that's beautiful Um, and and how about like your own responses and did was there any comment on that, anything that you wanted to share around that?
2: Well, sure. I mean, even though you know I'm lucky I'm the one of the lucky ones that gets to work with plant medicine, I still have the very human responses. Um I went through in the beginning of this experience a, a lot of fear of like, what the heck is happening? It's the first time I've dealt with anything on a pandemic level as with everyone else. And so it was just this newness of it. Um, But as it's kind of normalized and grounded in, uh, overall, I've been excited, to be perfectly honest, because I think all of us that have been doing the spiritual work for some time, we knew something was coming. Mm -hmm. We knew something had to happen. I'm grateful this isn't a world war or something that's yeah. that's more, you know, violent and full of conflict. And I'm not diminishing any of the suffering that's happening. It's full scale. And I honor that. But this is a, a relatively graceful way to allow this kind of awakening and realignment with the earth. And so I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my son is too. And I, I think kids are amazing, because I'm sure that there are all kinds of reactions. But what I find in general is that the things that you know, we tend to react to in a bigger way. Sometimes, you know, with them, eventually they they just roll with it. And with us, we let things hang around. You know, I yeah. mean, have you ever seen a kid that, that gets all upset over something and there's still tears on their face minutes later when they're giggling and you know moving on <laughs> to something else? It's great. We
2: it's can learn a lot Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. And with me, like I just came back from Peru when this started to to really get. Um, get into lockdown phase. And so, um, and I could, I could, you know, I knew something was going on, obviously that even in the airports, they were talking about it and, um, but it hadn't really kind of come down to this yet. And of course, you know, the big message from Maya was, don't focus on the sickness so much, focus on the wellness. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. thanks for like giving me that message and then throwing me into this challenge of all challenges, right? Where it's, a, it's impossible to get away from um, that, that focus, really. I mean, it's not impossible, but you do have to, um, you do have to, it has to be intentional. Um, and my struggle has been around, um, you know, the personal sense, that I had at the beginning that something wasn't quite right. And then uh, I went into research mode, and this is just not good for me. I know this because it's the old me. And I think you and I talked about this because you were a journalist, right?
2: Yes. Yeah, I understand. <laughs>
1: so when I was working on documentaries and wanting to, and, and researching and wanting to dig for the truth, you know, and I remember even when I first started to work with the medicine ayahuasca would say, you know, um, where are you going with that? Because you'll get there. It's like, you know,
2: (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Yeah.
1: So I, I forgot all that because when we get into the state of fear and reaction, um, we it's, you have to use a lot more, um, determination, you know, when it comes to falling back into old habits. And so, I, I sensed something was not was not what I I what I was seeing around me. Anyway, I had my own concerns and I'm not going to uh to share them because this is really not not what I want to do today. I want to share my reactions because that's the most important thing. Um because it drove me into old habits, right? And it doesn't matter what what my truth was around that. Um, I I managed to find a way to honor my own truth and understanding of what was happening without trying to push that agenda on others because this is the very thing that, that, you know, is not healthy in our society and we end up responding by doing the same. And this is familiar. And what I'm saying is it's the first time it's global and all the rest of it, but the same the same possibilities exist. In other words, if it was war or anything else, there's two sides at least, and then everybody gets on their sides, and we're all end up against each other. And I can see that happening. I can see the alliances forming, and you know, whose side, which side of this are you on? And we have an opportunity to do something very different with this, and I think that that's really an important opportunity, and it's part of of you know us shifting globally and shifting into another way of being with each other. And that was a very big message from my last I experiences, you know, that was the bigger elephant in the room is how we are with one another. We get caught up in this subjective stuff, you know, and we cling tight to our version of the truth against all others. And it's not as important as how we are with one another. That is the most important thing. And I wonder if there's a way for us to support one another through this no matter what side anybody finds themselves on or even, you know, not seeing sides, you know,
2: Beautifully articulated. And I I actually deeply resonate with both sides. I mean, my younger years, I was an activist. I was very angry about so many things. And um, thanks to the medicine, (laughs) I've just sort of recognized, you know what, it doesn't even matter if I'm right about any of this. It just doesn't matter. It's What you are articulating is most important is like, can we just equalize that down deep as humans, we all want the same thing. We just want to live a good life. We want to be connected. We want to love each other. And if we can kind of moderate that part of us that wants to be right and and realize that nobody wins if there's a win-lose scenario, you know, it really, it's in the end, all of us lose in that in one way or another. So Aya has taught me to play win-win and that means having to lay down the agenda and, and having the research and the proof that I'm right about anything <laughs> Exactly. because <laughs> that's not what's important.
1: Yeah. And it's like, we have to remember, um, we have at one point or another, all agreed to submit to this higher wisdom that doesn't play those games. It never does. You know, you don't go into ceremony and, and get stats, and you know, this guy's wrong, and that person's right, and vote for this one. It's just not like that, you know, they don't play those games, not this real higher wisdom that, that we're all
2: goodness, yeah, ooh,
1: right. And sometimes we want that, right? We, we do, we want the easy path. It's like, tell me about, and, and it's not as though that doesn't happen sometimes, like a partner or whatever. Of course, we're going to be shown you know, why we're making the choices we are, and, and it's going to be obvious if it's not right for us. But I I think that we've both seen this, right, where people go in and one person will go in a vegan and come out, you know, knowing that they have to have change their, their habits in a way, way that surprises them. Other people will go in and have to become vegan or, and it's not the same for everybody. You know, there's not this one universal truth that, that we all get other than love, right?
2: exactly. And so yeah, that's why it's really important to work with our righteousness. And believe me, I have a lot. You can see <laughs> in my astrology chart that I got this strong aquarian energy and I want to be, you know, just and right and I'm conspiracy theorist and but at the end of the day, none of that brings me joy and healing and connection and the things that all of us universally want. And so I, I still have to work hard. And of course, the medicine keeps me in line. Kind of what you were saying. She'll take me down that road of like, so you're right. What do you want a gold star? Like, what does that really get you? Does it yes. matter?
1: Yeah. Where does it take you? Because I've gone deep into that. I know you have too. And where did, where did that end up for you? I mean, for me, it ended up in depression.
2: Totally. Disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. And, and righteousness doesn't feel good, even if it's validated. Even if, you know, you can prove it or the the whole world agrees with you, it still doesn't feel good because it creates a us versus them mentality. Exactly. And it's just, it's not, you know, if, if what I, as a, as a plant medicine being what I'm about is healing and unity. And so it just has, holds no place in it. So I have to catch myself, like you were describing too, I don't go down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. of wanting to, to know what's really happening. Like what Aya said to me the other night around that, she's like, you don't need to know about the system except for that it is screwing itself. Yeah. It's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we'll have our own understanding of things. It's just our desire for other people to have that same one is where it starts to go wrong. You know, we can live our own truth and we can be our own truth and not be afraid to share it, but it's how it's done. Because I, you know, I really, I wanted, I felt the response of this heavy responsibility happens sometimes when you, when you have this voice and you, you're using it as I has encouraged me to do. And then you feel like, you know, I want people to, you know, at one point I didn't, I, I just, the panic, I thought, wow, it's really being, um, it felt like it was being encouraged through the media. And I and I wanted. I felt that it was my responsibility to try to counteract that. And that led me down the role of, okay, let's see if it's really as bad and blah, blah, blah. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute, I got caught. Oh no. <laughs> I got caught up in all of this. Oh my God, that's not that. And oh, yeah. And that old familiar feeling of oh, wow, there's just no winning this because it's not a a win or lose game like that, you know? And you're just going to play and exhaust yourself. And then you're going to be caught right back in the thing that you are trying to heal yourself from. And and those things that happen to us in ceremony where we go, oh, please don't let me forget, you know? (laughs) I can Mm -hmm. feel it. It's so true and it's so obvious and I know it. A month from now, let me still feel that, you know? And we do have that choice. We can go there again, you know?
2: that that is our choice and you you know i so deeply relate to what we're talking about here because it's something i've worked with i've been i've been working with plant medicine for 15 years and and there's a lot of what we could call injustice happening in these spaces like people using their powers for harm yeah and i've encountered a lot of it and i have some level of voice as do you and and i grapple with this notion of how much do i expose that how much do i stand up against that and and speak 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 out about what I know is happening. The medicine, she's amazing. She's always really supportive of me either way. She's like, yeah, look, you can sound the alarm and be public about it, but where do you wanna put your focus? On building something up, i.e. helping people through coaching and really assisting with healing or Mm -hmm. taking something down? Yeah. I would argue that either side is a sacred role mm-hmm. in terms of exposing whatever you feel is true but it, it the, the thing that you said that really strikes me is like where do we want to put our attention I have chosen repeatedly to say I'm just going to focus on building something up helping people helping myself and focusing on that and not you know like sounding the alarm of all of the things that I see that are wrong not that I don't occasionally write about it and expose it but I'm talking the majority of my energy is is focused on creation right than destruction
1: yeah yeah we are creative this is a, a, a very big thing and what are we creating um that question has to be asked because and it's it's about the energy behind it too um i we have to i think it's important and it's powerful when we start to understand um, what our motives are like what What are we hoping to get out of that? You know, when you're coming from a a place of authenticity, there's not an agenda, you know, it's, it's, I'm feeling like this, you know, um, I genuinely at the beginning felt like something's not right here. That was very genuine. When I started to go down the rabbit hole and, you know, wanted everybody to hear this or that it started to turn into something else. It started to turn into, um, this old feeling where it was they're doing this and we're going to do that. And, oh, I was already tired,
2: (laughs) you know? Yeah.
1: And I mean, I'm tired for other reasons right now, but, and I think that it's all related. So, um, and ayahuasca, I think, planted me in this struggle for this reason and wanted me, you know, to come to a place where I felt comfortable. If there's others out there who feel that, that that's, you know, what they need to do uh, i wish you well um absolutely um i i just i do need to share what what feels like an important message that i'm meant to give and it's not that one it's the one about unity it's the one about us going about things very differently for a very different outcome and at times it seems like it doesn't make sense you know there is a long history of us being exposed to, here's how we deal with things. You, you even things out when, when something comes at you and then you get in there and you get on the opposing side and, and that's how we even things out. And I, I think that we haven't really accepted the fact that that hasn't worked out very well for us. <laughs> maybe it's time for us to take a look at doing things differently,
2: you know? Deeply, yes. And and something that you just shared that I want to reflect that Wachuma taught me right as this whole thing came in, I went and worked with him out in the desert. And he reminded me, and and Aya does this a lot too, of of what is it that we're creating with this new shift? And his energy was like, be audacious enough to visualize the most incredible outcome. Like, what is your dream for the world? And I ask that of everybody I work with now too, because every time I hear somebody else's vision for what what is being created, I just feel so inspired and excited about what's possible, right? Right now in this incredible shift that we're happening. And so the plants are always like really clear on whatever we focus on, we will create that. We can yes. go down that path, as you're saying. So I've been really working with myself throughout this whole, you know, five weeks or so of, of the quarantine of what is this vision, this incredible version of the world that we're moving towards, because it feels palpable. Like we can we can co-create that if we're if we're focused on what we want right and and this
1: is actually where i left off (laughs) from the last show um we were talking about this very thing uh we were talking about about what do you want your life to be like what do you want the world to look like when you come out of this incubation (laughs) and that's how it's felt in a way and and things are brewing and what are we brewing up you know can we give ourselves permission to uh, imagine the kind of future we do want? Because when we put our energies into what we don't like, I don't think that ever works to our advantage ever. I mean, I think that that is another, just as consistent as the love message. It's another very consistent lesson that I get from ayahuasca is, um, you know, focus your energies on what you do want, not on what you don't want. Right.
2: It's so so simple. (laughs) The only thing that I get out of creating what I don't want is realizing how powerful I am as a manifestor. That's it. (laughs) It's like, well, I guess I created that. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a reminder of like, where do you want to put uh, the most valuable currency we have is our focus, our attention. And, and, it, but yet for many of us, most of us, it is an effort to realize, wait a second, I've got I've to actually pivot and put my intention, my energy into what it is that I want. It makes us feel vulnerable. So there's resistance right. in that of, oh, but what if, what if, what if?
0: But right. the better
2: what if is, what if you never focus and get vulnerable and, and dare to dream it and then never get the opportunity to manifest it? That's or, far worse.
1: Or, or better still, what if it's true? Ha it ha. <laughs> Try it out. Give it a shot. What can you lose, right? Exactly. <laughs> but let's give up a month of stressing and instead, as an experiment,
2: <laughs> devote... Give it a whirl. Try trust. <laughs>
1: give it a shot. You know, why not, right? Um, yeah, this whole... I think this is an experiment. I think it's an opportunity for us to do all kinds of things, to test those things out. We have this, this opportunity now. and I think that it's important to also gauge how you're feeling when you're engaging, um, you know, in, in these kinds of us or them battles, when we're focused on them, whoever they are, um, in the mind of the person who's trying to sort through um, this very challenging time and situation we find ourselves in, uh, when our focus is on them and what are they doing right or wrong or, or any number of scenarios, that's our energy going out to the, you know, the them, whoever they might be. And I remember my energy was fully with them, this quote unquote them, <laughs> before I came to medicines. And it was it, it was draining me and the medicines helped me immensely, of course, and, and shifted me right off of my focus on, the, you know, the them. And then suddenly there's a new them that's my you know, spiritual allies that are guiding me in a very different direction. But even in the end, I had to give up, not give them up. They're with me always, but the focus is not about them. It's about us and it's about what we're doing, you know, and that's where Mm the focus needs to be if we want to move forward.
2: I adore that. And I'm laughing because, you know, in my journey with, with ayahuasca, there was a point at which she was like, okay, look, I need you to stop thanking me repeatedly (laughs) and stop giving me the credit. Because at, at that time, everything that came out of my mouth that anybody resonated with in any way, I was like, oh, that's thanks to the medicine. She's like, I get it. I get it. You want to be respectful. You want to give me props, but I need you to be in your power and realize this is a partnership. You know, that, that tendency to even give her a pedestal of oh, right. almighty medicine. She's like, no, you're doing the work. We're a team. And really, as you said, there is no separation. That you know, It's all coming from the highest place of source. If it rings the bell of truth, if it's all about love nobody really owns it it's it's just from creation and so she had to like kick my butt (laughs) around like stop giving me all the credit like stand in your power and it's just funny because it's I didn't necessarily expect that and yet I understand it now I'm grateful to her for for taking away my tendency to always make it about her is it's it's a group effort here and 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 I adore the opportunity to just kind of own a bit of of the work that I have done to own that truth whatever it is
1: oh yeah and and you know, I mean, we often get this, right? I I know you've got this before. So many people have, and and me too, is this whole cheering section that shows itself. It's like we're all cheering for you up here, you know, these these allies that that are in a different space than we are, knowing how challenging it is. And they're like just cheering us on, and you're doing such a good job. There's such support there, you know? And it's like <laughs> I was talking to my friend Corinne recently, and we were giggling about it. It's like, no wonder they think we're so great. Look at the crap we have to deal with all the time. <laughs>
2: it's <True> like a story.
1: <laughs> and I mean, you know, lately there's just been all directions of challenges, and I'm like, okay, I'm climbing Mount Everest. Of course, they're going to be fans. You know, they're not doing that. We're doing it, right?
2: Earth school. It's yes. no joke. <laughs> No wonder we need an entire ancestral and celestial tribe to support us in this work. And I do want to note, I have never felt that support on such a visceral level as I have since the pandemic hit. It feels like they've upped their presence or the veil is thinner, however you want to describe that. It's the degree to which I feel the spirit tribe really cheering us on has, has also amped up. And It feels great. I feel so blessed to be aware and connected to that.
1: Yeah. And I mean, on an awareness level too, um, nothing more powerful than something that stops you dead in your tracks makes you so aware. And this is stopping the whole world dead in their tracks. This is an opportunity for a new level of awareness, right?
2: Yeah, who would have thought, you know, just five, six weeks ago, the idea of the world coming to a standstill in terms of, you know, most flights and, and traffic, basically allowing the earth to breathe and for all of us to just take a time out, it was unimaginable. And now it's reality. It's mm-hmm. it's magical. But you're right. We all just got, it was such a, a force of stop, you know, go to your rooms, basically. <laughs> like what the entire world i mean it's mind-blowing and how profound it is yeah and i mean
1: i think that many of us have had this experience where um well i think we could certainly all agree that not is things are not always what they seem and medicines can work through other people circumstances this is This is opportunity presenting itself, but it doesn't always look like that on its face. And if we keep fiddling with the surface, that's where we'll stay, you know?
2: Excellent point. Yeah. Yeah. And the medicines, they will work with whatever we give them in terms of our belief systems, our life experiences, et cetera. It feels to me like we are in a weeks-long, months-long ceremony, Right. All of the things I have learned in in working with Ayahuasca in particular, because she's so, first of all, powerful, mm-hmm. and second of all, unpredictable. <laughs> you yes. can be lucid one second and full-blown altered the next. And you know because of, of the experiences that I've had getting used to sitting in that space of uncertainty with her, I feel much more graceful in dealing with the uncertainty of a pandemic, mm-hmm. which is such a beautiful blessing. You know, I can lean into this and remember what we're talking about is like we can co-create with this energy. We don't have to just white knuckle it and cross our fingers and hope for the best. It's like we can we can work with it. It is it is the power of creation in there after all everything is. So, yeah, it feels like we're in a big old global ceremony and nobody knows what's going to happen. Mhm.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's think about the reasons why many of us come to the medicine, right? Like with me, it was a full-blown depression. And did I know at the time when I was depressed that that was something that was going to be, you know, the impetus to move me forward in ways I could never have imagined? I didn't know that. But now I have the advantage of seeing the kinds of themes that are presented to us, you know, through these medicines going, aha, okay, wait a minute here. It's just not what it seems, not always. You know, I, I, and I have a choice as to how I respond to this. And, and this is what I think is important for us to present the opportunity to respond very differently to this than I'll get in our corners, but say, hey, what are we going to do with this? What, what are we going to do instead of they? And what are they going to do next? What are we going to do?
2: take back the power with that, with that very perspective. That's what it does. I love it so much is like, yeah, what are we going to create with this? Instead of feeling like victims that are, you know, forced to lose freedoms, etc. It's like, none of that is true. That's the thing that Watchuma reminded me of when I first worked with him in this hit, I was feeling like, oh, my freedom has been taken from me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, girl, the freedom you have worked so hard to cultivate is untouchable. It's our birthright. The freedom of choosing how how to relate and work with anything that's happening. It's like nobody can take that from you. There's no scenario. And it was so empowering just to have a visceral memory of that of like, "Oh, that's right. Everything I worked hard on will be mine for eternity." It, it's, it's not circumstantial. And in mm-hmm. fact, an episode like we're going through is an opportunity to really, really walk the walk and say, "Aha, I have been listening and working with the medicines and learning how to take a, a, a curveball and make yeah. it awesome in, yeah. the, in the highest way I can.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, we all do know this. Somewhere deep inside of us, we have this understanding. Otherwise, we, it, it could never connect with us, right? It's tapping into what we already have. And we just forget. We get so mesmerized by that outside world <laughs> and get so caught up in it. And, and even through you know uh, online means and all the rest of it, it is the same thing, just represented differently, that we forget about that deeper wisdom that we all have and we can tap into and, and remember, because that's what it feels like. It's like,
2: oh, yeah, right? That's why there is no them, because if we, if we all carry this vibration in a more conscious way, it's contagious, right? Just even listening to you just now talk about that, my, my being lights up. My heart opens. I feel how true it is. This is what we want to impart because it is in all of us. And if we're all, if we can all awaken to it, then we're, we're totally aware of we're on one team and it's one world and we can do amazing things together. Whereas if we hold that agenda of I'm right and you're wrong, then we're just going to perpetuate the same disconnected destruction that, that is hurting us and hurting our planet. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's always about where we're coming from. Um, if we're coming from a place of authenticity and love, it's going to change everything. And it always, always will. We, you know, we have to give that a shot. Again, let's look at it as an experiment. (laughs) And if we go into that place of fear and uh, defensiveness, uh, we're not going to break through. We're not going to break through the past and all the habits that we've developed in these situations of going into our corners, you know, um, I, I've had tons and tons of lessons about this and about uh the divisions that we create and we participate in. And our focus is always on the other side, you know, and and once it we we've learned this again through the medicine. This is not an unusual theme. This is a very familiar theme and it can be applied to anything. Once we focus within, everything changes. And this is no different, right? <laughs> this is again an opportunity. to to demonstrate what we know. This is an integrative opportunity extraordinaire.
2: I can't think of an opportunity more profound to do what you just described than a quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Going within. Absolutely. and, And that's part of why I feel this is so poetic, that it's been manifested this way by all of us of like an opportunity to integrate, Not, you know, we talk about integration in terms of a, a peak experience, like working with ayahuasca, but we need to integrate it in peak experiences of our lives. Oh, yeah. And this is, this is a beautiful opportunity just to take that time and, and reassess. What do I know to be true? What am I feeling? What am I moving towards? What am I giving my attention? It's just, it's amazing. It's so it's truly profound. mm mm-hmm.
1: And how are we going to like demonstrate that we're doing something with the ceremonies we have had? Um, I know that, that many of us look towards working with the medicine again and it's wonderful and it's a lovely relationship and everybody has a different one, um, which is great because we're all so unique and and that works exceptionally well. And and I love going with that. Um, But I think that we can also demonstrate our, our gratitude and appreciation by, showing what we're willing to do with what we've learned
2: so far. I love that. I love that. I actually feel that from working with the medicine a couple of days ago, that's what she's asking of me is just walk in your truth, love. You've done, you've done some, some work. Just own it, walk in it, and come from that place of love and make sure that every connection you do have with someone comes from a place of trust and love. Not that you can't own the integrity of, hey, this is difficult, boy, I'm being challenged by this at times. That's that's part of our truth. But to have the, the the core vibration come from a place of, and it's happening for us, not against us, but in co-creating something even better, not to get lost in the fear of what it is that we're losing, but to continue to focus on what we're gaining. Yeah.
1: Another thing that um, has just come up for me is um, when you mentioned, you know, walking your truth is, um, acknowledging some of those feelings that we're having as uh, opportunities to heal because they rise in us for a reason. Like I went through that struggle for a reason. It had to present itself to me. I had to be consciously letting some things go. Um, and, and it doesn't happen right away all the time. You know, it may take some time. And I, I, I brought myself to a point of recognition at some point and then was able to let it go, but it it didn't feel great before I was there. And what I had to do during that time was go, okay, I know this is happening for a reason. I don't know exactly what it is just yet. I know it feels wildly uncomfortable, (laughs) but I'll get there. I trust I'll get there, you know, and we can always ask for help from ayahuasca because we don't have to be in ceremony to get that assistance
2: either a really, really beautiful thing to remember right now. I know a lot of people are feeling uh, even disconnected from her because they can't get access to a ceremony at this moment. But absolutely, she's always right there. I am astonished by by that the depth of that connection. When I call on her, I can feel her, all of the plants in different ways, especially the ones I've dieted and have been honored to work with. But yeah, they don't leave us. And it feels like when we drink ayahuasca, the plants, we're just remembering that mm-hmm. connection. It's not necessary. I mean, one of my favorite books is Plant Spirit Medicine by Elliot Cohen, because he just talks about that. Like, You don't have to work with a plant in the physical in order to, to merge with its consciousness. So I, it's, it's a beautiful thing to remember when we feel like, oh, I can't get the ceremony. It's like, yeah, just ask her to come to you. She'll do it. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I mean, we, we've, there's been tons and tons of people reporting that ayahuasca started to work with them long before they took the medicine, right? We, we tell people this when people are starting ceremony for the first time, by the way, you may start to feel some of the effects, you know, you may, things may change, dreams may change, you may even feel nauseous, you know, don't be concerned and be aware, you know, and, and talk about it openly if you'd like, but this, these are the possibilities and tons of people have reported things like that. I get that.
2: As do I. Yes. She'll visit me in my dreams. She'll, she'll visit me all, all kinds of different circumstances. And, and when I need to feel that heart connect, she's right there. Mm-hmm. It's like totally accessible. You know, to one of the things that I've been saying to, to clients that are feeling like, Oh, I can't get the ceremony. is like, well, sit down and meditation and call in one of the most profound experiences you've had in ceremony. And it's happening in the moment again. Because yeah. you're calling it in, it's like we're not we're not powerless to to tap into what we've already been able to experience and to feel that vibration again. Mm-hmm. It's palpable,
1: yeah. But it requires
2: our intention. It's an effort
1: and focus. Yeah, all mm-hmm. those things. Yeah, we do this uh, with with hypnosis as well and in dreams. You know, um, I I have a really active <laughs> dream life, and I always always have intention uh, before dream time. And, and I have often, you know, ayahuasca like nights. Um, and lately, <clears throat> throughout the struggle, um, I was asked to just, you know, put myself in their hands. Because once you start working with these medicines long enough, and you uh, demonstrate that, that you're doing the work and, and, and moving forward with them, Um, you know, they're your allies, and they stay with you, and, and you can call upon them, and so now they're just saying to me, just put, put yourself in our hands, you know, we know what's best kind of now, (laughs) forget about all those intentions, leave it to us, (laughs) and it's worked out beautifully well, you know, I think I, I was able to move forward just so much more swiftly than, than me just battling it out, like, okay, now my intention's this, no, now it's shifted to that, and it's like, oh, God, leave it, let us take, you know, let us take over, and they did, and, And everything's been moving forward it hasn't been easy but it's been great and it it does feel like ceremony right now Kat like for me too and and it's wonderful opportunity to do that
2: yeah and yet not easy at all just like ceremony and it does feel good and spacious to own that part of it too that it is a wild ride right now of of uncertainty of suffering that you know but So is ayahuasca. We don't take her for an easy trip through la la land. We take her because she allows us the consciousness to do this work. And and so does peak experiences like a pandemic. That's why it's so incredibly similar and the opportunities are the same. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So, and it brings up, you know, it's going to provoke us, right? It's going to provoke those feelings that we have an opportunity to heal. And we have a choice as to whether or not we're going to go and, uh, and delve right into them. We can do that. We can work through them that way. We can be the observers and say, what am I going to do with this? Um, we can go <laughs> any number of directions. But having the awareness that there's opportunity in this is, is I think, you know, number one. And and I'm I'm riding that wave right now, so I can tell you that <laughs> I've made a couple of different choices lately. <laughs> I, I, I'd certainly you know go with surrender personally when you have your allies with you. But uh, but yeah, I mean everybody's going to find their own way to work it, but it can be worked. You know, you can use this time to do this, and allies are available to do it. In fact, I think that they've been calling upon us to to you know, make this happen for a long time. Tell me something, Kat, have you, I mean, others have talked about this. I've certainly experienced this in ceremony. My very first, you know, one of my very first times anyway, during the first week was this uh, message that comes through the medicines about this evolution that we are going through. And that we're, oh, yeah. yeah. So tell me, how. tell me insights that you've received, because a lot of people have talked about it. I've certainly experienced it.
2: Oh, she's just really helped me. Well, first of all, to appreciate the intensity of change, and and how you know the best things are born from the pressure cooker of intensity. That basically, that the energy of destruction and the energy of creation are are intrinsically linked. So right away, she has taught me that um, at least as it stands now in our consciousness as a human tribe, we tend to create big changes through intense bouts of suffering now it doesn't have to be that way and ideally i see us evolving into a tribe that is conscious enough that we don't have to create a pandemic in order to (laughs) say realign with the planet (laughs) Um, but but you know very much what we're talking about of working with what is given us energetically but i feel very strongly from her like and have like so i started drinking her in 2006 And there was the big buildup to 2012. And what's going to happen then is like, there's been this feeling of a major shift coming. But every time I've worked with her around it, she's full of joy of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be good. It's good. It's exactly what we all want. And yet, of course, not downplaying the, the difficulty, the intensity of doing the work um uh, but i really feel specifically if i had to name some of the evolution it's like what we're talking about in in learning to play win win
0: yeah of
2: realizing that everybody if we don't hold the global perspective that everybody deserves to have a good life not just me and my friends and family then it's it's not a complete Vision or wish, and it won't be fulfilled in the way that we deserve. So, I really feel like that's a big piece is mm-hmm. that you know, we've talked in spiritual psych- circles forever of oh, one try, blah, 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 but it's been mostly talk. Yeah, so I would say this experience is allowing a lot more of us to realize, oh, I actually gotta, I gotta show up that way, my actions my relationships have to actually more align with this awareness. It's just taking things that intellectually we've held for a long time and bringing them into a cellular level, just like ayahuasca does. Right. So that's a big piece of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was literally told, you know, uh, there, there is going to be this, um, evolution and the way that it was presented, you got a sense that it was like, a thing, a shift that, that was going to happen. And of course, coming from the whole background that, that I did at the time, the, you know, investigative activist documentary filmmaker was like, oh my God, what's going to happen to us now? You know, and it's not like that. It's what we're going to make, what we're making happen. You know, what we're bringing about and collectively, all of us, allies, us, you know, and and doing this together and i think you're right i think that us taking more responsibility for what we're creating and and deciding that we're going to respond differently so that we create something different is is the shift itself is the evolution itself it's not so. i mean there can be big weather events and big pandemics and stuff and that just gives us the opportunity to you know um to take those steps you know and to to be that change that we've been asking for and praying for, for so long.
2: Yeah. When you're speaking, I'm reminded of, of something that ayahuasca says to me a lot or used to, I think I finally got the message. So she doesn't have to hammer it home anymore, but I still love it. It's that the most conscious person in the room holds the highest level of responsibility. And so we don't get this gift of becoming more aware and then not, have the responsibility to to actually walk in that truth as we become more aware of the 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 truth of like unity and 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 being aligned with the planet, etc. So the the word that keeps coming in around what this evolution is about is the responsibility piece. For example, it's like we're we're becoming more aware, we're responsible for our bodies. Our doctors aren't. The yes. people that we instill all of this faith in, they know a piece of the puzzle, but nobody knows us better than ourselves. There's this huge movement around like I'm watching us as take more responsibility for everything in our lives and previous we were giving all of our power away of everybody else knows best about different facets of our lives that feels like a big piece of this this waking up of like wait a second i'm responsible for me and there's resistance to that because it is a huge responsibility to realize your health your mental well being, your finances, your relationships, everything. There's nobody to blame. It's yeah. always like we're responsible at the same time. It's the most empowering, magical thing that we can wake up to is wait a second. That means we're not victims. That yeah. means, you know, that that we get to co create our lives on on that very personal and global level. So I'm I'm deeply resonating with that as a space in which we are evolving to because we are waking up to that.
0: Yes. This has come up a
1: lot and in fact years ago when i went into ceremony once i had long since been out of the whole um paying attention to what's going on with global politics and and all of these things but somebody in ceremony um brought up that that conversation and that name that i avoided <laughs> and will not name <laughs> and it just brought it all you know crashing down in my mind but it wasn't too bad because i i realized okay This is probably, again, you know, an opportunity. This happened for a reason. It was right before I went into ceremony, you know, and I thought, okay, I'm not going to pretend I don't see this as a tremendous sign, you know. So, of course, when I was in ceremony, this was rolling around in my head Um, because clearly it, it couldn't have provoked any response in me if I didn't still have something left that needed to be addressed at that time and then you know i was got a, a hilarious way of kind of demonstrating her response to this and you know she showed this this whole collective of people and we always seem very childlike you know in the face of this immense wisdom and these, these you know childlike adults that are that are giving their power over to these other ones and then jumping up and down and ranting and screaming when way, way, you
2: have our power <laughs> <laughs> But thought, we gave it to
1: Exactly, <laughs> and i thought that's so silly and you know i could see it and know it and, and all of those things and then we boom we're back into this um this situation and and then we can see the other side we can see how that's shielded from us that reality um and and it's um it's the work that that we need to do to get to the point where we can see that what, in what ways are we doing that and and can we stop it without starting to emulate the very people we're pointing fingers at you know so playing the same game and and that's that that's what my struggle has been lately is is not like deciding not to play that game, and it doesn't mean that I'm not going to you know speak my truth and all the rest of it, but the most important truth that I feel that I need to speak right now and ayahuasca has just hammered me about, you know, being this vehicle for this message is um that yeah, if we don't speak the truth from the standpoint of of love and authenticity, all is lost. You know, um and when I say that I don't mean that there's not gonna be other opportunities. I'm just that one opportunity is lost and then you'll have another and another. And it goes on and on. But, you know, if you want to make this opportunity the best one, we have a tremendous opportunity right now. Let's let's take this out. Let's really, you know, take this opportunity to see what will happen if we do it differently. If we don't rant and, and all of those things and continue that whole history of divide and who's right and who's wrong um, and, and stand together and say, hey, let's move forward and love and see what happens. You know, because I, I know what choices I'm gonna make for myself. I don't have to yell it out in the streets and, and force other people you know, to hear my own choices. They're gonna make theirs. Let's, let's take responsibility for ourselves and not um, rant about all these people um, you know, that we see as, as holding our power. We, can, we support that by supporting that narrative. Um, let's change it by creating an entirely new one that is driven by our profound experiences with this wisdom that can't be denied, right?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I love it. Instead of <laughs> ranting about uh, the, the people that have our power, I mean, Aya said, just take your power box, sweetheart. <laughs> you yeah. gave it to them. Yeah. If we all took them back, then, then these people wouldn't have the power that they're misusing. So we are responsible in that too. We deeply are. And again, that's empowering. That's good news to wake up to.
1: Yeah, I mean, do we agree with that? This is another question. Oh, God, she hits me with that so hard, so often. And and I know that I'm not going to get away with whatever little sneaky path I was taking. <laughs> and and immediately I know that that's what it was. You know, you don't know it until she stops you dead and then you go, oh, wait a minute. That's exactly what I was doing. It's so hard to see from the inside until you're shaken out of that. And she does that a lot. She says, is that, is that what you believe? Do you believe that, you know? Do you believe Jesus that that's pers- so good at that? Yeah, has that power because if you speak from that perspective, then that's what you're agreeing with. And if you don't agree, you don't have to shout it from the rooftops. Be it, you know.
2: Yeah, she'll show me it through how I'm feeling. It's like, well, that particular belief. How does it make you feel in your body? And if it's because my mind will like the beliefs that make me right, of course. Like, yeah. see. I knew something, like, yeah, but how does that belief feel in your body? It's like, well, actually not very good. She's like, well, then what good of a truth is it? Yeah, you know, good. That's why she jokes with me she's done this through visions of, oh, you get a gold star for being right. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but how does it feel? I'm like, it feels like crap, mom. She's like, well, then let's find something deeper, more powerful to believe. And yeah. it's, it's just a beautiful reminder of how it feels is more important, important to the, the validation of the mind. Of an agenda,
1: it's true, right? And and when I hear the words "your truth," I think what she's trying to do sometimes is bring us back to something that has to do with us and nobody else. I don't know. For the first six months to a year after my very first foray into ayahuasca and in, in Peru, and this is after other medicines. But then I'm. It was like they were all me, working me up to ayahuasca. It seemed right, and then I was ready. Yay! I graduated, and then I went down. <laughs> It came back and this voice came back with me. And for the first six months to a year, it was all about stop thinking about other people, just stop it, you know, stop comparing, stop worrying about whether they're doing right or wrong, or it doesn't matter about them. You, 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 we got it. It just kept focusing back on you, back on you, back on you. It got so exhausting. Eventually I'm like, okay, it's about me. What What about me? And it's like, yay, now we can do the work. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that the same thing is true now of this whole bigger situation, so here we are, the shared consciousness that is humanity, you know, and are we going to do this infighting thing where it's like look what they're doing and they're doing, and they're doing what's my truth? My truth has to do with me, you know and 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 so do I believe that other people have the power I do, right? I have to decide that for myself
2: absolutely, that's why. the whole experience of owning our accountability for just every aspect of our lives is the most empowering, amazing gift that these medicines give us because that is where we take back our power, that responsibility. And it doesn't, like you have said, it doesn't eradicate the necessity for us to speak our truth about what's happening Mm -hmm. in those ways, but to come from that place that's, that's accountable, not victim consciousness, essentially of realizing we have all co-created this entire experience Mm -hmm. on a deep level. And the more we are consciously accountable, the more we can consciously create a much brighter world where we don't have to deal with the, the abuse of power that we're dealing with now. If if once I woke up to the fact that, wait a second, I am responsible for having created this dynamic. It's not these others that I'm pissed off at that I want to blame. We're all involved in creating this. Then I realized then, oh, Oh gosh, you're right. The work is, is done internally. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's done through healing all of the wounds and the injustices and the angers and the triggers that I've carried, and as I've healed those and continue to do so, of course, then. I've realized my life has started to align more and more and more out of that space of love. So the same is true on a global level. Of course, it has to be. If it works in our personal worlds, it works on the, on the biggest level too. So that's where this is such a great opportunity is instead of complaining about what's wrong, it's like, what, what do we want to be right? <laughs> what, do, what do we want to have instead? You don't hear as much dialogue around that as the upset around this is not right. I'm like, well, what is it that we want?
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and another constant message from ayahuasca, what are you going to do about it? (laughs) She lets me away with nothing. (laughs) I mean, I will take breaks for sure. But you know, in the end, it always comes back to that. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to use the most powerful medicine that we know exists, which is love? Are we going to use it or not? It's a choice. We know it's true. We we go to these medicines for the answer. They give it to us without fail every single time. And what do we want reflected back to us? Do we want the fear and the anger and the blame and the lack of responsibility? Or do we want that love
2: and authenticity? I know what I want. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and
1: there may be something inside that struggles against that. That's good. That's the stuff that we want to confront and and it'll come up and it'll show itself let it do that let, let's let's do that as part of this evolution right
2: that's a very important thing to note that just choosing the perspective of okay i i want i want love i mean ayahuasca is the perfect reflection of that because everything she does from us comes from the vibration of love but it doesn't always feel that way <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're
1: Getting and the tough love, response. yeah, <laughs> and that's our response too. Like uh-huh. um, I remember, that's that's the perfect reflection, isn't it? Right? Like I remember the first time when I came back with this voice and and the relationship I had with it at the be- beginning was uh, I had to really kind of get in line with it because there was uh, we we play games in our lives, you know, we play games emotionally, and we can do that with ourselves and with this voice with ayahuasca as well. And, um, you know, she was landing some truths on me that were, you know, awe-inspiring and and lovely and wonderful and then at, at times challenging, of course. And this is during my everyday life. So it was a, quite a challenge. But I also knew that there was a miracle underway and that I was very lucky. And so, you know, the struggle commenced. And at one point, um, you know, I, I would have not great reactions. So that was the you know, the resistance coming up, rising up, which is fine. I know that now. But then at the time I'd have the resistance and I knew that they knew all my thoughts. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, no, now they're offended, you know. And and the response was, you know, we don't have that capacity. That doesn't exist here with us. So when you're experiencing that, know that that's you. A
2: hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can't hide. Like yeah. that's what for <laughs> me makes her my perfect teacher because um, prior to drinking plant medicine, it was a really good liar, really good at hiding from myself, really mm-hmm. good at playing the imposter. And she doesn't play that game. <laughs> yeah. So it's that's why she's such good medicine for a lot of us that have been conditioned into playing roles out of the space of authenticity we're talking about. Mm-hmm. She is so good at getting us into the core of, of what we really, truly believe and feel for ourselves, the truth in that moment. And those games do not work with her. Yeah. Uh, and thank goodness they don't.
1: Yes yeah we need to be introduced to a possible reality of that nature and this is what she's asking us to start to co-create in this world you know to to leave the games behind and and we've seen how these games have played out we've seen the injustice in the world we've seen the reactions and on and on it goes what are we going to introduce into this situation that's different
2: Yeah. Because here's the thing, even the people that we perceive are quote unquote winning right now, Mm -hmm. people that have the majority of the wealth and power, they're miserable. It's obvious.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: They're not winning. No, they may have more of the toys, (laughs) but they know as well as we do, they don't get to take that with them Mm -hmm. in the transition of their beingness. And it doesn't, as we know, doesn't buy us joy and love and connectedness, the things that those of us working with plant medicine and on the spiritual journey are are getting. So those games, nobody wins. Even the perceived winners are not winning what is most important.
1: And as ayahuasca constantly tells me about that too, it's none of my business.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly,
1: (laughs) that too. People are doing and what they're about, not my business. I can't possibly know what their lives have been like. I can't know because I'm still trying to figure out my own and it's going to take the rest of mine and possibly others to figure that out. So I can't know that stuff, you know. That was the most uh, humbling understanding that she landed on me too. And that happened during that whole time of stop you know focusing on other people and what they're about and should be about and all of that nonsense right we get drawn Absolutely. into it and and i think that underneath it all i think we do want genuine connection over over that sort of thing and that's what we achieve through the medicines that's why the next day we're like complete strangers are like brothers and sisters in arms you know and we we don't want it to go away well how do you suppose we're going to get that back right
2: mhm hmm. Yeah, that's the the best aspect of doing this work is like you just named it the most powerful medicine there is, is love. Yeah. And, and yeah, and it but it's experiential. The other thing that Aya has taught me so much about that perspective is how limited most of us have in our, in our understanding of love we, we have a very narrow definition of, Oh, I want, I, you know, like when I work with her, I was like, Oh, I'd like love to be gentle and very clear and it's, it's communication and (laughs) that's just one tiny sliver or pixel of what that experience of love really is. And, it's just, it's it's profound to recognize that it's the Rumi quote, that it's not our task to seek love per se, but to break down the barriers we have from experiencing it. And now is an amazing time of really become more conscious of the barriers we've had to having that joyful connection, the love that we all have as a birthright and know that we want. It's, it's available. It's just, we have to be accountable for the ways in which we've blocked ourselves from experiencing it. This
1: is true and um what i also found in um in our narrow definition of love is when you speak of love let's say we um <laughs> i i often um use search terms to to you know within certain platforms to find images and all the rest of it and many of us immediately think of you know the relationship romantic you know um between partners and it's like or, or the love of a mother and daughter. And it's like, if that is what we're limiting, limiting it to, then no wonder those relationships suffer because if that, if we're limiting our experience of love to only those relationships, then yes, there's going to be an awful lot of pressure on them and it's going to not turn out so well, you know, Mm -hmm. we have opportunities to experience love of everything and everyone and um, given our, our history, it's going to take some effort, but the, the rewards are immense.
2: We're doing it. It's the only game in town, really. We're doing it. Now, there's, there's one last thing I wanted to share about the recent experience with her that she actually asked me to be vocal about. And busy. it's really rele- relevant to what we're going through with the virus in particular is she, and we know this, I know you've heard this from her, I'm sure in this way, but she was adamant of like, please remember nothing dies. Nobody's yeah. dying alone. Nobody's, because of course we have so much support on the other side. And then she, she actually refined it. She's like, wait a second. There is one thing that dies. Do you want to know the one thing that dies? I'm like, of course I do. What is this one <laughs> thing? She's like, Resistance. <laughs> the only thing that dies is resistance. Like, ah, uh, I mean, so you, it feels good to say it because it, it's so true. And you, and you can feel that of like, yeah, it's just this resistance, this fear. That's the only thing that dies. So she asked me, he's like, please make sure in your language, you're not saying I lost someone. Like they transitioned their yeah. body is no longer their home. But so I've been very conscious of that. And it makes me happy every time I I remember it and articulate it of like, of course, nothing, nothing dies, everything alchemizes and transforms, except for resistance. I love that.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad that you said that, because, of course, that there is this theme going on where people are thinking of death because of what's happening. And, um, i i always recommend this i i've talked about it a lot before there's a very um similar there's similar stories out there that people tell when they have near-death experiences um, to the stories that we tell when we experience ayahuasca in fact in some circles they call it a little death don't they
2: yeah, yeah. they do and and i've had both by the way and, and they're the same
1: right so here we go so yeah. let's Let's at least, and I mean, we're coming to the end of our time, but let's leave it on this note of understanding that the people who have had, like yourself and many others, you know, how many people are coming out and talking about their experiences now, you know, uh, overwhelmingly say, I did not want to come back, <laughs> you know, so they are truly in a place that, you know, that we long to be once we have an experience of it and, and all we're struggling to do, it seems here is create that opportunity here, too, to have
2: a little bit of that, <laughs> you
1: know, a little bit of actually heaven
2: death. on earth. Yeah, exactly. that's our opportunity, really. And I'm a, I'm a part of the, the, the camp of please don't send me back when I had my near death experience. <laughs> like, oh, my God, no. And I was only 20, 21 or so. So, you know, my guides were like, yeah, you, you got to go back. And I did not I did not want to. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, of course, I'm so glad to be here. And the crazy thing is, though, I had that when I was twenty, twenty one, 21. And then I've had, the, of course, the ego deaths, the little deaths in, in ceremony. There's, I still fight like crazy. And I really honor the part of us, the very primal part of us that is, is so bent on survival. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much wisdom I have around knowing everything's okay. I still have the part that's going to fight like crazy. And I'm in awe of that to watch both the depth of trust and the, the resistance that still comes in sometimes. And I just try to be gentle with myself and everyone I work with that, you know, we're so blessed to be conscious of both. It's yeah. okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Being, uh, being like the observer of it too and, and, and seeing how powerful that is and that, that that's a big part of us too. And it's communicating something. You know, it's always an opportunity as well. But it is and, and this is when the medicines say it's all beautiful, right? Exactly. It's also exactly. <laughs> okay, let's let's end on that beautiful note. And thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed this so much. I think this was what exactly what we needed today.
2: It's exactly what I needed. So thank <laughs> you so much for having me, Rebecca.
1: All right. And thanks for everybody listening. And Kat, let everybody know how to get in touch with you.
2: Oh, think, yeah, thank you. So my my nickname all across the web is the Afterlife Coach. Appropriate final conversation we had there. <laughs> uh, so my website is afterlife.coach and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook as the Afterlife Coach as well. Thank you.
1: Okay, and it do you have any contact information you want to share? Did you want to give out your email address or?
2: Sure. My email address is just cat with a k, k a t at afterlife.coach.
0: Perfect. Okay. Thanks so much, Cat. Thank you. to you. Take care. Thanks for listening to another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Please support this program with a $1 per month contribution by visiting ayahuascatalks.love and clicking on the green Become a Patron button in the upper right-hand corner of the homepage. Patrons will be invited to join our exclusive Ayahuasca Talks Facebook group to keep the conversation going and connect with other listeners. Your support is needed and appreciated. For more ayahuasca integration content, please visit rebeccahayden.com. And to connect with me directly, please email rebecca.hayden at gmail.com.